on this third Sunday of Advent, we have the telling of John the Baptist in prison. And he poses a question to his disciples to ask Jesus, right? Are you the one who is to come or should we look for another? Are you the one? Are you the Messiah, the chosen one, who's going to save Israel, right? And we hear in that question already that John the Baptist expected something or someone different than who Jesus showed himself to be, right? Something baffled him. Something wasn't meeting his expectations about who the Messiah is to become and the, who, who the Messiah, right, what he's to do. They all thought, right, he'd be a military, uh, you know, commander who would free Israel from the Romans. And yet Jesus didn't do that. And so John the Baptist sends this question, who are you, basically, right? The who question. And yet Jesus does this fascinating thing, and he responds with what he has done. He doesn't actually answer the question about who he is, but he points to what he has done, right? And the things that Jesus has done is simply amazing, right? Stuff that human beings alone could never do. And so Jesus is saying, look what I have done so that you can believe in who I am. See what I've done so you can believe who I am. He says, right, the blind regain their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, dead are raised, poor have the good news proclaimed to them. Throughout the Gospel of Matthew, immediately prior to all of this, right, the chapters preceding this, tell the stories of these things actually taking place. Right? We want to remember as Christians that when we read the Scripture, it's not just some nice story that's to make us feel good inside. Right? But it, in fact, took place. And it's for our salvation. And so Jesus does these things but we can also understand them on a spiritual level, right, everyone? We do see these things take place in our world today, just in a different sort of mode. And so this mode that we see so often now is more of the inner spiritual life, right? Jesus came to heal, to do these things, to bring us closer to him to save us from our sins. He didn't heal us so we could become more independent, so we don't need Jesus as much. But he heals us internally so that we become more attached, more trusting in him. And so the blind regain their sight, right? Jesus gets rid of our darkness, the inner darkness that we experience. What am I to do? How am I supposed to handle this or that thing? Jesus takes away our darkness and gives us light. The lame are to walk. Everyone in our spiritual life, we can get into this sort of uh, lethargic, non-movement area, right? And so when we stand still in the spiritual life, that's not a good thing because we're going backwards, that we need to be moving forward. And so Jesus comes to heal this inner paralysis 
that we experience. The lepers are cleansed, right? Having leprosy in scripture was always understood or seen as a sign of sin. That we suffer from the disease of sin. And so the dirtiness, the shame that we carry, the heaviness, the ugliness of this disease that we suffer from, Jesus has come to heal, to get rid of. Jesus says he has made the deaf hear. That I think more appropriately, he's made the deaf hear because we're actually so overwhelmed with noise. The chaotic noise of the world drowns out our ability to hear God, that we become deaf to the movements of God and his voice. And Jesus has come to destroy that, to put our chaotic noise into order so we can come to hear him appropriately. The dead are raised. Jesus actually raised someone from the dead. That's simply fascinating. I would love to see that in my priesthood, and I hope God allows that to work through me. But he raises from the dead everyone. We're, we all can suffer from spiritual death. Obviously a baptism, but from sin. And God comes to give us life there, to resurrect our inner life. The death we experience, he wants to change into his life-giving grace. And the poor news have the, the poor have the good news proclaimed to them that we're all poor. We're all poor beggars, everyone. And what does Jesus come to do? He comes to give us the good news of salvation. To, I think, more appropriately, help break through the illusion that we often live in. The illusion of the world, the illusion of what's going to make us happy, whatever it may be. He comes to destroy the illusion, the lie of the evil one. That we're not good enough. That we're not lovable. That we just will never get things together. And Jesus says, right, you're my poor one. Good. You're my child. Depend on me. You don't have to live in an illusion or in your mind hoping for something else. And so Jesus comes and says, these are all the things that I've done. Haven't you seen them? And it's a great reminder for us that Jesus is not just some teacher. He's not some nice guy who makes us right feel good. He says some rather harsh and heavy things, right? That he's not some human being who, you know, we think he did these nice things. The things that he has done, everyone, points to the reality that he is God. That he is God who's come to save us from the inner disease the wound that we carry inside of ourselves. And so, what is Jesus doing? He's saying, John, buddy, you have to change your expectation. Change your expectation of who I am and what I have come to do. That's the season of Advent, everyone. That is Christmas. We think Jesus is going to come and just like, you know, break through the depressing darkness of the North Dakota winter and do a bunch of amazing things, then I can believe and now I don't have to worry about anything. No, he comes as a little child. 
And it's so easy to miss the coming of a little child. Jesus comes and changes our expectations. And so it begs the question, how is God still working now? If Jesus is truly God, and he is who he says he is, he's working right now. But I think so often we can have this wrong lens in how we can see God at work. And we miss so much of the fun that God is doing in our lives. Right? Just out of the gospel. He makes the blind to be able to see. Eye doctors help to heal the blindness of right, people who don't have good sight. That God uses the natural sciences to heal those things. Audiologists help the deaf to hear. That their healing hands God uses for his good. Or caregivers Right, those who tend to the poor, to the lame, who give a word of hope, who care for the body, who make sure that the person knows that they're never alone. God is whispering to us through these people, everyone. He whispers through each and every one of us, through teachers, proclaiming to the poor the good news. God is everywhere, and he's working today. He's doing the same stuff right here, right now. That's exciting. And Jesus, above all, is working through the church. He works through the church. The sacrament of confession, right? Where he lifts our inner darkness and gives us clarity to see what life is about and who you are. He's able to open our ears Right When sin weighs us down, when life is chaotic, he gives us right clarity to be able to hear him. He lifts up our inner wounds, the heaviness, the brokenness we carry. And he says, right, you are healed. He gets rid of our dirtiness and our shame of sin. All in one sacrament. The Eucharist gives his very own body, blood, soul, and divinity to us, Jesus Christ himself. He raises us from the dead because we are receiving the resurrected Jesus. That's how we receive the resurrection from him. Dear people, everyone, God is at work. God is at work. And Jesus tells us, look around, see how I'm working so that you may know who I am. Look and see what I'm doing, so you may know who I am. That's what Jesus wants us to remember today. Jesus, give us faith. Give us the faith to believe that you are God, because you show yourself so wonderfully through all of us.